back to this It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. What is the uh, significance of that name? Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro-Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's what the people came to see. A 5-Minute Major Podcast. What took you so long to finally seal the deal, my man? Let's go. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Five Minute Major. Dave here, as always, with my broadcast partner in crime, Matt Mastriavani. Matt, how's it going this evening? It's definitely going a lot better than last week, just based off of how I sound. I don't. You sound do sound like much better. Yeah. So, um, this weather. We're going to start it off with a weather report in the Northeast here. Um, as always. Been- we got the remnants of Hurricane Ian this past weekend. Um, we'll send our we're sending our thoughts and prayers to all those who were affected a lot more heavily than we were down in Florida and yes. down south. Um, we wish you a speedy recovery and um, just hope that everyone is okay and they get the help that they need. But Ian made his way up the coast, and we are hit with just a bunch of rain, cold, For like five weather. days. Yeah, I mean, today was the first time we've seen the sun since I can't remember when. I forgot what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was hot so. today, too. Yeah. It I guess like 74 that. feels hot when you're used to, like, 50 in rain. Yeah, it felt like that Nicolas Cage uh, gif. Yes, where, like, from his uh, long, uh, long hair flowing in the wind, yeah. and he's got the sun on his face. Like, that's how it felt today. Um, but And I guess, segue, that's how we're going to feel in the next five days here. So um, we are about we're pretty much a work week away from the 2022-23 NHL regular season starting. Well, it technically starts tomorrow. Yes, but not fully underway. Yes, we're we're foreshadowing there when you said that. But the main event, so to speak, starts on the 11th on Tuesday uh, with two games that night. We have the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers on ESPN at 7.30, followed by the Vegas Golden Knights and the LA Kings at 10 o'clock as well on ESPN. So a couple good matchups to start things off there. And then we're off and running. Um, The Flyers have their first game against the Devils at the Wells Fargo Center on Thursday night, the 13th. And that will be... I don't know, kind of a weird way to start things where you have an exclusive game on Hulu and ESPN Plus. Um, but I have those, so I'm going to be tuned in. So we've all become slaves to streaming now. But yeah, my point aside, hockey is just about back. And to give the people a rundown of tonight, we've got we're going to wrap up the Flyers preseason. Um, maybe a little bit of a preview for what we expect this year. Don't think expectations are too high. Um, no, no. But, and then from there, we're actually going to do our Western Conference preview. We'll run through the teams there. Dave, you'll give us the rundown there. We'll give our thoughts as usual, and we'll try to keep it somewhat short and sweet, but there's a lot to unpack here. Yes. So, but, and then from there, times time willing we'll go around the league for just a couple things and we'll wrap you up and we'll send you on your way into friday 
uh, our dear listeners. So yes, buckle up for the first half of the season preview tonight. But Dave, first things first, Flyers. The preseason is over. Thank the God. Next thing is when the games count. Good thing these preseason games did not count because oof. Yeah, they had one win. Yes. <laughs> the very first game. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah, since we were last with everyone, the Flyers had three more preseason games. Um, and not a whole lot to be excited about, folks. A 4 nothing loss to the Boston Bruins on Saturday, the 1st of October. A 2-1 to loss against the New York Islanders in Long Island. And then just, just this past Tuesday, the 4th, um, a four to three overtime loss against again against the New York Islanders. So the Flyers finished the preseason with a record of one four and one. Yeah. So yeah, that adds up to six. Uh, n- not good. Um, no. Quick brief thoughts for we kind of we're, we don't need to go in but game by game by game it's preseason we're not yeah. you know a lot of kids were playing um, the one positive I think is the play has been the play of Samuel Erson and yep. Felix Sandstrom before Sandstrom got hurt yeah. um, but as of right now my opening night roster I'm having Carter uh, willing Carter Hart is able to play yep. Samuel Erson's his backup yeah he's been. I mean, if I would say Sandstrom if he was healthy, just because Sandstrom's already had NHL experience, but he's not. Troy Grosnick, love your goalie mask, but you ain't it, Goose. He's not good. Um, and Arison just outplayed him. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, not a whole lot of goal scoring. Kind of the problems we've been discussing this whole summer and offseason. Who's going to score the goals? What's happening with the defense? You know, things haven't looked that great. But in John Tortorella camps, a lot of veterans don't get a lot of ice time. He likes to play the young kids to see what he has as in the pipeline and for depth. So, um, Mastro, any thoughts on the Flyers preseason now that it's come and gone? I think the the three main takeaways, I guess, would be Cam York, Ronnie Adderd and the injured players. Like you said, um, hopefully we see Hart in the opening night crease. He hasn't play, he didn't play at all in the preseason. He was practicing though last we saw, which was good. And I think after after the debacle of all the injuries last season, the Flyers players seem to be made of glass. So they're keeping these guys as healthy as possible for the start of the season. Which is not very possible. Yeah. Um, We're still, Couturier is still week to week as far as we're concerned. We didn't see Cam Atkinson in the preseason, and we didn't see Carter Hart. So three pretty big pieces of your team at this point where the Flyers are at. And then Cam York, I think a bit of a disappointment for a lot of people. He was sent down to the Phantoms yesterday um along with tyson forrester forrester we'll run, still, we'll run we'll, we'll we will run through that whole list of who got sent down yesterday yeah um but i think i guess mostly surprise mostly most surprisingly would be cam york um i think people thought that he was going to take 
quote unquote that next step and make the opening night roster as a fourth defenseman, maybe bottom bottom four. Um, but disappointing preseason. I did watch some of the game against the Islanders on Tuesday night, and oh, he looked bad on one play. The Flyers were on a power play, and Casey Zizekas just got, I mean, York just played his man wrong, got exposed, and it looked very bad. Zizekas did not breed the play yeah. well at all either. So, that. But York looked terrible. Zizekas went in on a breakaway, shorthanded, albeit, and scored. So, um, but. On the flip side, Rodney Adderd seems like he impressed Tortorella, at least, which I think is the only person to impress at this point because Torts really doesn't give an F about what anyone else thinks in this organization, which is good because we already know that the management of this team is completely inept. So Torts is like, you know what? I got this. He seems to have liked what he saw from Rodney Adderd and is keeping him for now. Um, It'll be... I guess he's technically made the opening night roster, but we haven't had that announcement yet, so we're not sure. Yeah, there's still a couple more cuts in the, the, that need to be made. Yes, but Adderd did impress Torts just because of, uh, I believe he had a fight in the one game. Yeah, he fought Ross ground. Johnston. Yeah, so that's a tough customer to fight. But yes, it um, is. <laughs> so, stood his ground against a tough customer to fight and just seemed to play well, which is good. Adderd's a, I think... And I did see a tweet from Charlie O'Connor, someone had mentioned. Charlie's very high on Adder. He thinks Adder yeah. could be like an elite right shooting puck moving defenseman. Like he thinks he could be really good. Yes. So not there's nothing overly to be there's nothing to be overly worried about or out of this preseason. I think it's kind of underwhelming slash even crappy for a lot of teams. I mean, again, we're seeing these split squads between mostly AHL guys. It was worrisome that our top four defensemen got pretty worked by the Capitals. <laughs> um, they got worked they by the Hershey the, Bears. Yeah, the Hershey Bears. So, but chemistry takes time. And I think playing one preseason game together is not going to do that. So um, it's, you just wait and see what the regular season brings at this point. And we've said that for over 10 years now with this team. Like, let's wait and see how they are. And yeah. we've, waited, we've waited and we've seen, and a lot of it has not been pretty. So, <laughs> um, just, I mean, again, just quick expectations for going into the regular season. I have no idea. What What's the saying from Game of Thrones where they say about the Targaryens? When a Targaryen is born, the gods roll the dice? Yeah, pretty much. So w- when the flyer season's about to happen, the gods, the hockey gods roll their dice. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I wish the, and again, in the game, in game of Thrones, I'll say, I wish the flyers good fortune in the wars to come. So, (laughs) um, if anything, it'll be, I don't even want to say if anything, hopefully if anything, they'll at least be entertaining. Yeah. I want them to lose a lot, but, but at least be fun to watch. Yes. As we've discussed before, there's a difference between that. So we won't get into that spiel again. But all I mean, I think we can get we can be guaranteed that we're going to get some juicy quotes from John Tortorella. Oh, can't convert him. I think more people are excited for him versus the Philadelphia media as opposed to actually seeing the Flyers play. Oh, I'm so ready for the first Torts and Carchidi showdown. 
So, or even Seleski. Yeah. So there was actually kind of a there was a funny quote today where he was talking about systems and such, and he said hockey players have the attention span of an amoeba. Yes. So, and I think he said <laughs> I don't know if this is paraphrasing or not. I didn't see the full quote, but he said that he would be spoon feeding the players information. So he's not playing around, which is yeah. great because I think Evil Gritty quote tweeted that quote and asked is is he talking about travis konechny and that made me giggle at work when i saw it <laughs> yeah so if anything he's just gonna whoop these players asses and that's what they need at this point um yeah if if this is the catalyst that can hopefully get this team back on track then if tortorella has to be our martyr so to speak to get this team going again in the right direction he's probably fine with that I'm fine with that. You're probably fine with that. A lot of the fan base is probably fine with that because yes. it's way past due that this team has new management, makes significant roster changes, and we go from there. So, exactly. again, like you said, Dave, we're just going to – that's instead of bringing the broad, there you go. There's the, the Flyers slogan for the year. Just roll the dice. Just roll the dice, even though I believe it is going to be hashtag fueled by Philly. Roll the dice on broad. Roll the dice on broad. Fueled by Philly is okay. Yeah. I just remember like the days. Sorry to get back with the vengeance. Back with the vengeance. Orange crush. Like, um, but then the team was good though. Like people, like the flyers had the attention of the city. Like there was at one point a couple years ago where it was like Eagles flyers. Yeah. I mean, I will say like Eagles Sixers, Philly's Union. Then there's the fifty union, yeah, feet the of union, crap. Right? <laughs> the union. I'm I'm not a union guy, but they I've heard they aren't getting as much love as they should be. They're they should be in they're, first place they're, and they're ready to clinch home field advantage in the playoffs, correct? They've broken MLS records. Nope. Like for the most high scoring be. offense in a month or something. Like they're the best team them in the MLS. All of Philadelphia should be paying attention to the union right now. I will say all of Philadelphia will be paying attention to the Phillies tomorrow. Oh, yes, they will. Two o'clock. Let's get some revenge for 2011. Let's go. We're we're in St. Louis for revenge. Vengeance now. We're back with a vengeance. There we go. Exactly. We're talking about the Titans. For the first time since 2011, the Phillies are in the postseason. They start their wild card best of three series tomorrow night in St. Louis. Let's go, Phils. Ring that bell. Smash that bell. Exactly. Talking about the Titans. Said. So moving on from Philadelphia sports, <laughs> yes. um, as we alluded to with Cam York being sent down yesterday, he was not the only player to be sent down to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And we should mention the players that were sent down last week that were put on waivers, i.e. at Isaac Radcliffe and um, there's one other player. They Wazinski. both cleared. So no one, no, no, no one got claimed. So we're all good on that front. Um, but yesterday, per Chuck Fletcher, um, they assigned Tyson Forrester, uh, Ollie Likesell, Adam Yinning, Adam Karashik, Cam York, and goaltender Pat Nagel to the Phantoms. Uh, forwards Adam, Adam Brooks and Max Woolman and defenseman Louis Belpedo were placed on waivers to go to the uh, to the Phantoms as well. So out of that list of players, um, 
you know, I think Tyson Forrester, he definitely needs some more seasoning in a top six role. I don't think he, he was going to get that on this team right now, so I'm fine with that. Uh, Ollie Likesill had good moments in the preseason, and he kind of surprised everyone because he was a name I had not heard of until this year. So I want to see what he does with the Phantoms. Um, I expected Ad, Adam Yinning is he's a poor man's version of Robert Haig. That's just what he is. Um, so that's need I say anything else? Um, I don't want to offend the Bobby Hag hive. So sorry, Hoagie. Um, but Cam York really like there was a lot of Flyers Twitter that was up in arms about this. But if they watched any of the preseason, they would have known like no. Because we've been screaming for accountability for all these past couple of years. Like, there's no accountability or in the organization. If Cam York had made the Flyers out of camp based off of his play, they wouldn't be holding him accountable. They would just be keeping him there because of his name. But let's not sugarcoat anything. He played like absolute dog shit in the preseason. From what every moment I watched, Cam York did not look good. So I am perfectly fine with him going down to the fan, going down to the Phantoms. Him getting some top number one defenseman minutes in the American Hockey League, working on his craft, and face it, knowing the Flyers and knowing their injury history, he is going to be in the NHL on the Flyers in the very near future. So I would rather have it have him being called up and on the team when he settled his game down and got it and has his craft together than when it was a complete mess in the preseason. And I'm disappointed in Cam York because I feel like a lot of fans and a lot in the team really, like you said, Mastro, really wanted him to take the next step and say, hey, guys, look, I can be an elite top four defenseman and I'm going to take this team to another level. And he didn't do that. He yeah. did, simply did not do that. That's my thoughts on Cam York. Pat Nagel, he's a career minor league goalie. Yep. Not surprised there whatsoever. Um out of the other players on waivers, the only one that surprises me is Max Woolman because he did spend a lot of time with the Flyers last year. He was a pleasant surprise, you know, how he earned his way from the coast to the A to the NHL. A good yeah. story, but at the end of the day, wasn't good enough. So, Mastro, any other additional thoughts on Cam York and those players who are headed to Lehigh Valley? I don't think so. I mean, I think for York, um, the the article that Brian Smith wrote, um, on the Flyers website, I didn't really, uh, I, I knew this, I just forgot about it. I'm going to plug, plug myself there, but, uh, Bill Barber and Giroux were both, um, on the Phantoms as well at points when they were supposed to make that quote unquote next step. Bill Barber? So, yeah. You never, so, the Phantoms didn't exist. Well, they were, so... Bill Barber, Claude Giroux, Scott Law, and Travis Sanheim. All four players were also first-round draft picks, and at some point were in the same situation York is in now. So I guess after, Bill Barber at one point was in the Flyers' old minor league system. Yes. Um, after an initial showing at the NHL level, they are assigned to the American Hockey League to develop their gate. So um, if anything, if I'm Cam York, get angry at the situation yeah. where— you're not where you want to be as a player. You want to be in the NHL full time. Play angry. Play good. Earn it. Earn it. Yeah. So that's all I have to say about that. 
Then, of course, also uh, there was one other player too, forward J.R. Avon. Uh, he was sent back to the OHL, back to the Peterborough Peets. So we will see him the next time we will see J.R. Avon. If he makes some World Juniors team or next year in training camp. Yep. Don't really know too much about him, so not going to be worried about that. I think, um, I think the overall sentiment, again, is that no one is really too worried with the prospect pool at this point. Um, no. Like, it's obviously good to have prospects, and there are a few to be to pay attention to, like Adder, York, Gautier. So Allison. Yeah, Forrester. I mean, there's the young Kate's guys. Kate's brothers. Yeah. So there are there are guys to pay attention to, but I think again the the main focus should have been and is somehow I won't even say on, but the main focus is on the big club at this point and mm-hmm. getting them back to some sort of positive. So with that, I think that can conclude our Flyers coverage. Again, their first game is Thursday, the fourteenth against the Devils. Thirteenth. 13, sorry. One week okay. from today. Yes. This time next week, we will be watching the Flyers. Yes, as I prepare to pack my bag and head to Beer League. Two, yeah. two, big week for hockey. Got two you Beer hate, League games. You hate games. to see it. NHL season starts. Hockey season's oh. back, baby. Love it. Back to the grind. Don't love the Beer League start, though, so far. We're not, not off to a great start for double oh, change. Man. Yeah, that's... Well, Questionable decisions by the management at Bucks County Ice Arena and Revolution Ice Gardens. Yes, I'm calling them out on the podcast. So, oh boy. You know how it is, Mastro. You know how it is. Yeah. Or remember the team. <laughs> um, um, but with that, Dave, I yes. think it's time to zoom out a little bit. We're going to go from the Flyers. We're going to stay in the league, obviously, but we're going to go out west. We're going to do our Western Conference preview. And Dave... Take it away. Yes, so we will be previewing the Western Conference, the Pacific, and the Central Divisions. We will be giving Master and I will each. I'll be giving a rundown of the teams in each division in standings order from last to first, how they finished. Um, we'll give their record and some just generic stats. We will then each give our thoughts on said team. After we give our thoughts on each team, we will then say the top three playoff seeds and our two wild card choices from the Western conference. Maybe we should write this down somewhere, Mastro or keep tally of it, or we'll go back and listen so we can like make a graphic or something or called onto it. So when we, when we go back, when we like end the season next year, we can be like, Oh, well, I picked them to finish here and they were really did were here. So yeah, I don't know. Food for thought. Um, but with that, we will get underway here starting. Do you want to start with the central division or the Pacific? I will leave that up to you. And we're going to start with the Pacific Division. Okay. So the Pacific Division, starting off in eighth place, the expansion Seattle Kraken. They finished last season with a 27-49-6 record for a total of 60 points. They had a minus 69 goal differential. And, uh, yeah, they were they were uh, not very good. Uh, Mastro. Your thoughts on the Kraken? Um, I mean, nothing special coming in the league. I don't think people were pretty baffled at some of the picks that they made um, after Frank Saravalli just completely 
dunked on the <laughs> NHL and <laughs> leaked the entire expansion draft before it even happened. Um, so, but, I mean, they didn't really do much. They got, let's see, they re-signed Morgan Geeky to a one-year deal back in July. They, oh, they signed Martin Jones. They signed Martin Jones. They did trade for Oliver Bjorkstrand from the Columbus. from Columbus, which in turn made room for Johnny Hockey at Columbus. So thanks again, Chuck Fletcher. You failed us. Um, <laughs> and then they also signed Andre Burakovsky to a five-year deal. Daniel Sprong. Oh, he became a UF. Sorry. I'm looking at their transaction history here. Um, they did sign. Oh wait, I'm going backwards here. Okay, sorry about that. Didn't they sign? Um, what's his name from Colorado? The goalie. Oh, Grubauer. That was last yes. year. Oh, all right. Sorry, but I mean, looking at their transactions these this summer. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, I think they'll be a bottom seven team in the league um, and definitely near the bottom of the division. So also tough look. You have your team is named the Kraken and you announce a mascot that is a troll. Apparently there's a troll. I heard this on Chicklets, no free ads. Apparently there's like a troll statue slash monument near Seattle. That's like a big part of that local culture. And apparently the mascot is the nephew of that troll statue thing. I like the but, name I like the name Bowie, but the this mascot looks like it's straight out of Frozen when they go see the rock trolls. <laughs> like so I guess the Kraken are just gonna constantly put on Do you wanna build a snowman? Um I mean, hey. so but <laughs> This this also made Gritty look like a beautiful, a beautiful. Gritty's a specimen compared yeah, to this thing. I was gonna say Bowie is a little hard to look at. So yeah, but um, again, you miss. I guess I don't know that much about the city of Seattle. So Starbucks, Nirvana, it rains. Rain. Yeah, it's on the Just coast. Have a, have a um, south of a Vancouver. Ra- a rainy coffee cup as your mascot. Yeah, or even, you know, I don't know, get like a Kraken or something. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, I didn't know that thing about the troll, so that's cool. I guess it's if it's paying um, homage to the city's heritage or some unique aspect of the city, that's cool. Bowie is also a good name because, obviously, Seattle being a coastal city in the Pacific Northwest, very cool. So, um, good job on the name. Not so good job. On the mascot. On the mascot itself. But Kraken, I don't think you're cracking the line for the playoffs. See what I did there? Yep. And um, I don't know if they'll be – I'm going to say they're not going to be a lottery team. Oh, disagree with you there. You think they will be? Oh, yeah. I don't think this team's very good. They don't have any starly – I mean, Matty Beniers. Yeah. I think could be – awesome in the future shane wright could be really like they've got maddie having maddie Beniers and shane wright as your future number one and number two centers 
is huge. So like eventually in a couple of years, that's going to pay off. If all, if all things bode well for Seattle, I don't like their goaltending. Philip Rubauer has never impressed me. Uh, Martin Jones, we all Flyers fans know what Martin Jones is now at this point in his career. Um, they don't really have anyone good on their defense. They don't really have any superstars yet up on offense. So they've got some nice players, but nothing good. And they've got an idiot head coach in Dave Haxtell. I True. do not have them making the playoffs. And I think, Matt, I think they're going to be a lottery team. I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league again. But, you know, Ron Francis is doing the opposite of what Vegas did. He knows he's not in a situation. He wants to build for the future, not be in trouble in a couple of years. So he's trying to build up to have a team that's going to be good in like five years versus a team that's good now. So Seattle, I, I'm sorry to any Seattle Kraken fan who listens to this podcast. I don't think they're going to be very good at all. Uh, I think one of the best parts about them is that you have John Forsland as your play-by-play announcer, one of the best in the business. So with that, any more thoughts on the crack on there, Mastro, before we move on to the Anaheim Ducks? Nope. I think the Kraken, once again, will be nothing to nothing special this year. Yes. Sorry. So moving on to the next team in seventh, finishing in seventh place in the Pacific Division last season were, the, of course, the Anaheim Ducks. Like I just said, they had a record of 31, 37 and 14 with a minus 39 goal differential. A team that at one point at the la- at last year's holiday season. Around Christmas time, they were in first in the division. And then they oof, they got duck hunted bad. Yeah. Um, I'll take the Ducks here first there, Mastro. I like them as a good up-and-coming team. I like a lot of the pieces they have there. John Gibson is still an elite-level goaltender. Always been a big Cam Fowler fan. I think Jamie Drysdale is going to be an elite offensive defenseman. They've got Kevin Shattenkirk. They've got some other nice pieces on defense. Um, Josh Manson is a big loss um, to them. But then up on offense, you know, they, they did lose Ryan Getzlaff to retirement. But, you know, they've got some good, like Trevor Zegras, future of that franchise. Uh, Chris Terry. Like, they've got a lot of good pieces. Mason McTavish. Yep. Mason McTavish and the kid that they just drafted apparently this past year is really good too. Um, so I, you know, a Troy, I said Chris Terry, Troy Terry. Um, but no, I like a lot what the Ducks have. I don't see them though as a playoff team just yet. I think they're going to be close and they, they could sneak in. Um, but I don't see them as be, being as bad as they were last year when they had that huge collapse. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I think they have a, a lot of young talent, but they obviously lost the, you could say, the heart and the soul of the team over the for the last decade plus in Ryan Getzlaff retiring. Um, so this team is also going to now be looking for new leadership. And, I mean, they have they have vet guys like Shattenkirk, so maybe he could step into a captain-like role. But I haven't heard anything about them naming a captain, so they could go without one. For I think Cam, I think Cam Fowler would probably be the next to get it. Yeah, that's true. If they were to but, name a new captain so soon. Yeah, but I think they'll be a fun team to watch, especially with Zegras, Drysdale, McTavish, Troy Terry. There's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of young talent on that team, but I don't think they have the experience and the depth to really go anywhere as of yet. So I think, like you said, Dave, they'll be 
maybe they could surprise and make the playoffs. They'll at least do well, maybe better than seventh in the division, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But they will be a fun team. It's obviously going to be interesting to see what Zegers pulls out this season after the moves that he did last year. So everyone's going to be on the lookout for that. He's the one of the best young stars in the game, and he's only going to get better as far as we're concerned. So the Ducks, I think I'll just put the fun stamp on them. Yes, fun, so, but not a playoff team. Yes. Gotcha that. So moving now into sixth place, the San Jose Sharks. Um, an old team with a lot of salary cap problems. They <laughs> went 32, 37, and 13 um, with a minus 50 goal differential last season. Um, and like I said, they finished sixth in the division. Mastro, your thoughts here on the Sharks? I think the best thing about the Sharks this season are going to be their jerseys that they switched to with the teal. Um, other than that, I don't really think they're going to do anything special as well. Um, they might finish worse than they did last year with teams like, I mean, I think the Ducks could probably at least leapfrog them. Yes. I mean, I think they have the oldest average age roster in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Carlson is pretty much a hollow shell of his former self at this point. Timo Meyer, meh. Thomas Hurdle. He had four goals that one game, which was cool, but I don't think he could ever do that again. Maybe I'll eat my words one of these days. Who knows? Uh, Logan Couture passed his prime, I think. Other than that, I mean, you got, what, James Reimer in net? And They've got a lot of guys who were good, yes. who are no longer uh, good, and have albatrosses for contracts. They do have our, our guy, Oscar Limbaugh. They did get Oscar Limbaugh. I, I'm but, actually wearing his jersey right now. So, I mean, the biggest thing they lost, they, they, they lost Brent Burns to the, the Hurricanes in the offseason with the yeah, trade. He was a player who was still good for them. Yes. So, um, I mean, you have guys that have been on this team forever. You have Mark Edward Vlasic. Um, you have, I mean, Couture's been there, Timo Meyer, Hurdle, Carlson's been there a few years now. So, I mean,. Other than that, I mean, you have guys, like you said, that have been good. Like Nick Bonino was on the Penguins when they won their one cup in 2017. I think, was he in 2016 as well? Yeah, I think he was on both of the teams. But you have names that are familiar to hockey fans, but outside of the hardcore fan like us, you're not going to know who the hell these guys are. Yeah. So I think they're going to finish probably worse than they did last season. Um, I don't even want to put the fun stamp on them because I barely no. even watch any Sharks hockey. So, um, I, again, I think the best thing about them is going to be their new jerseys. They, The Sharks, to me, are an old, bad team with salary cap problems. And yes. that is, like, the worst combination you can be for a team. Yeah. Um, so, I definitely think they are – I think they could literally – they might be just as bad as the Kraken this year. I could – totally see the San Jose Sharks being a lottery team. I really, be the really best could. The worst. I mean, I don't think they're as bad as the Arizona Coyotes, another team we're going to talk about here shortly. Oh, gosh. Um, but uh, I definitely, I don't think the San Jose Sharks are even going to snip the playoffs, and I think they will be one of the bottom feeders in the league. Nothing to fear those fins for. Um, moving on to another aquatic animal. The Vancouver Canucks, 
um animal because you know they're locos and orca okay yeah right, i'll stop there uh a team last year that started out poorly then hired good old bruce boudreau and went on one hell of a run they finished 40 40 30 and 12 with a plus 13 goal differential and uh they almost by gone made the playoffs last year and for a while i thought they were they they turned it around that quickly and that good my thoughts real quickly on the Vancouver Canucks here, Matt, is I think their their defense is still a bit questionable to me. Yeah. Um, I, I love Quinn Hughes, um, but the rest of the defense really does give me nightmares. I don't think the rest of their D is that good. Love Thatcher Demko. Love their starting goaltender. Love their offense. They've got, you know, Bo Horvat, Elias Pettersson, you know, a lot of good pieces up on offense. Brock Besser. I... Don't looking at the rest of the division though and the rest of the conference, I'm not sure where they're gonna finish. But they could easily and I I'll have to make my mind up soon for the prediction. Um but my gut is telling me they're not gonna make the playoffs, but they'll be damned close again. Like they're if they don't make the playoffs, they're gonna just miss it. But I think they're gonna be a fun, exciting team. And I think Vancouver Canucks fans are starting to realize okay we're getting out of the doldrums that they were in a couple years ago so um i like the direction they're headed i'm just not sure if they're a finished product quite yet yeah i think mm, this is going to be tough to make these concrete decisions with these uh predictions for who's going to make the playoffs but i will say this i could see the canucks being a contender for a wild card spot but I think with the talent in the central division, as well as the talent in the upper echelons of the Pacific division, there's a lot of competition and they could be good enough to make a run like they did last year, but not good enough to close it out, so to speak. So, and again, I think, like you said, their, their defense is pretty much their weakest link. I mean, you got, Oliver Eckerman Larson, not as good as he used to be. Quinn Hughes is obviously their best upside with a young defenseman like that. Tyler Myers just kind of moves around. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't call him elite anymore. He's just kind of a big body at this point. Um, they do have some good young talent. They have Pot Colson, Pedersen, Tanner Pearson. JT Miller is not really young, but I mean, he's. Neither's no, Pearson. What? Neither's no, Pearson. You're right. Um, he was on the one. He was on the last LA Kings team to win the cup. So they have good. They have good offense. They have good offense. I will say, like you said, Besser, um, Garland, Nils Hoaglander, Hovat, Horvat. Um, so I just don't think they have enough firepower to compete with other teams when it comes down to it. And I think if they if they were to make the playoffs, I'd put them in a wild card. But I'm going to save my two spots probably for the central division. Um, so yeah, Vancouver, I think again, a team to watch, but a team to not really look out for, so to speak. So definitely agree with you there. So now moving on to the Vegas golden Knights, a team <sighs> that made some questionable moves this off season is missing their starting goaltender for the entire year. <laughs> um, but does have a healthy Jack Eichel and did bring in Phil Kessel. 
They went 43-31-8 last year for a total of 94 points and had a plus-18 goal differential. Real quick, we also do need to speed this up for time's sake because yeah. we're we're you know we're going. So buckle up, folks. We're gonna be a little bit longer than we normally are, but we're gonna go a little rapid speed here. My thoughts on the Vegas Golden Knights here, real quick, Mastro. Um, I like them, but they're getting a little bit old, and Robin Leonard's a big loss. Yes, Logan Thompson and Ned, I feel, is the heir apparent. To Robin Leonard eventually. But I don't trust him just yet. And I don't really think Lauren Brassois or Aiden Hill are very good other options to be your full-time backup. Um, So should they make the playoffs being there in Las Vegas? And they have some elite level talent there with Jack Eichel and Phil Kessel. Um who else do they have? I mean, they still got a lot of players who are pretty good on that team. Marsha Show, Riley Smith, Tanner, yeah, like Chandler Stevenson, Mark Stone. I uh, I think they make. I don't know. I don't know. I think. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. They should be good. I guess even making the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win the division or anything like that. Um. But they're another team that could surprise me. They could either be really good or they could be really bad. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> so I think um, I've, I've never been to Vegas, but I imagine that there are some Las Vegas shows where they look like a spectacle, but they are a mess behind the scenes. And I think that's what this Vegas Golden Knights team oh, is. Their, you know, their new uniforms are ugly. The home jerseys, they went with the mustard gold, whatever. They're freaking atrocious. Yeah. Ugly. So, um, I think you're going to get a good show. Obviously, you're going to get a good show if you're in Vegas. But I think this team is going to be a good team. But I'm going to say that they miss out in the playoffs again. Because it didn't Spicy. seem like they... I mean, they were they missed Eichel for what? five, six months. Until After February. they traded for him, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, and they, they did get Kessel, but they did lose. They, they've lost. They have no Leonard for the entire season. They got rid of Flurry. They kind of stabbed him. They stabbed, They did stab him in the back. Um, I.e. So, Alan Walsh meme. Yeah. Um, but I think they have the talent, but I think just that talent hasn't seemed to mesh well. And that could be their downfall again is if these guys just don't play well together. And that's somehow and, that's sometimes just how it is where these guys, you could have all, all the talent in the world, but if you don't have that chemistry, you're SOL. So I think that's going to be the biggest factor this year is that if this team can blend well together chemistry wise, then they will be, I won't say lethal, but they will be good. But if not, then I think that that can play a huge role in them missing the playoffs again. And I'm going to say that they're going to miss it. Just, I think, again, it's going to come down to later in the regular season, but I think they're going to miss out late in that run. So I'm going to put them not in the playoffs again. All right. All right. My big concern with them is goaltending. That's that's my worry about them. Yeah. I They've think got goal, the offense and the defense to be a playoff team, but goaltending is a big question mark. Goaltending and chemistry are my two main concerns. So. And they've got they've really got a bad image with, with a lot of the with the players' association with how they treat their players. 
if they don't do well, I think you could see full management getting a clean house yeah. and ownership just being Sia. So yep. with that, we now move into the the tier of teams from the, from the from if I could speak from the Pacific Division that made the playoffs last year, starring in the number three seed, a surprising team for a lot, the Los Angeles Kings, returning to the postseason with a 44-27-11 record, good for 99 points, and they only had a plus-three goal differential. Um, real quick, for my thoughts on the Kings, I think they're a playoff team yet again. Um, if, John, if Jonathan Quick takes a step back, They've got Cal Peterson, who's there apparent and an excellent goaltender. They've got a healthy Drew Doughty. They've got a lot of good young pieces on defense. Sean Dersey, Mikey Anderson. They have a lot of good pieces there. And up on offense, uh, Anze Kopitar still kicking. I'm looking for Quentin Byfield to take a next, a big next step forward. Um, they got another the, the Alex Kaliev, Alex Turk. Uh, what Arthur Arthur Kaliev Arthur Kaliev I was combining Kaliev and Turcotte yeah. uh the Alex Turcotte Arthur Kaliev um what's the Swedish kid player's name they have um he was their all-star last year uh I'm I, on his name now Leas Anderson no 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 not Anderson he had a brother who played for the Coyotes Grundstrom no. No. Hold Rat. on. Wait, Swedish kid? Yeah. Forward? Yes. Um Victor Arvidsson? No. I mean Arvidsson's good. Hold on, I'm putting up the rest right now. Kempe? Yes, Alex Kempe. Adrian Kempe. Yeah, a- Adrian. Jeez, why are we thinking it's <laughs> What's Alex? With you and no. Alex? Adrian Kempe, Alex Iofalo. They got Kevin Fiala this offseason to bring in with Philip Deneau and Victor Arvidsson. Like they got, they've got some good young pieces. And I think the LA Kings, um, they're back to being, you know, a, a, a player here in the Western Conference playoffs. I don't think they're good enough to win a championship anytime soon, but they're headed back on the right path. So I think, yeah, I booked their ticket. They are a playoff team yet again. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you there. I think they have the I won't I won't really say low key. I guess they have they have the talent. These Western Conference teams for us are kind of tough to pay attention to at points because the games if if we're watching Western Conference on Western Conference, the games are just late. So obviously we have to work the next morning. So, but um, I think the Kings were kind of sneaky good last year, where the people kind of expected them to fall off. I mean, especially now with Dustin Brown retired. Um, Kopitar is the new captain, but they have the talent, and Jonathan Quick has always been. Uh, he had a resurgence last year. He, yeah, he was, I was not say, very good for a couple of years, but then last year he found lightning in a bottle again. Is it too bold to make a statement that he's comparable to Flurry? I think Flurry is better. Yes, but like Quick's so good enough to be a starting goaltender. I was going to say, I think, yeah, they're similar in the fact where they both stuck around and they both have been dependable. Obviously, Quick has been with the Kings his whole career, whereas Flurry has been jumping around. As around. So, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're he- a, a decent team and they can they can make a splash. And I think they make the playoffs, like you said, Dave. I'm pretty sure. Um, 
I think Quick might be approaching Ryan Miller for the winningest um, American-born goaltender in the in, in the NHL. I wouldn't put it past him. So unintended as a goalie. Yeah, I mean, haha. It's they, you were rather quick on that. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think the LA Kings yeah, definitely. You had them in the playoffs, yes. 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 Okay. Good. Moving on. The good old Edmonton Oilers. 49, 27, and 6. A plus 38 goal differential. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisidel, Darnell Nurse, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. The list goes on. This is a very... They brought in uh, Jack Campbell to be a net. They got Mike Smith on LTIR. They got rid of uh, Koskinen finally. They've got good pieces on defense. Their offense is an all-star team. This is without doubt a playoff team, and I think they're going to finish either first or second in the division. Yeah, I think you're right, too. I'll agree with you. I mean, they have, they've gotten more of the talent, mainly goaltending side with getting Jack Campbell. Um, and... I think Tricidal and especially McDavid are going to be men on a mission where they got the Oilers to the first uh, Western Conference final they've been to in what, I believe, 14 years or 16 years? They were last there um, the year they went to the cup final against the the Hurricanes. So 16, 20. It's, It's been a hot minute. Yeah. So, but I mean, to get swept like they did against the Avalanche. I mean, the Avalanche were also one of the best teams we've ever seen. So, but I mean, again, if you're in the Western Conference final, you got to put up a fight, at least make it a six game series. Um, so I think they're going to be looking for a measure of revenge, um, getting back to where they were, but also getting further maybe to the cup final. I don't know if they have the depth for that just yet, but they are going to be a playoff team. I think they're going to finish. I'll I'll put them first or second as well in the division, but I'd say first at this point. Even um, I think just off of McDavid and Drysaddle alone, there's really no other talent that can match up with them in the division. So I'm putting them to win the win the division. All right, all right. But finally, in first place in the Pacific Division is the Calgary Flames, who went 50, 21, and 11 last year with a plus 85 goal differential. Now, this team did lose and swap out some pieces. As we know, they lost Johnny Goudreau. Chuck Fletcher, I hate you. Um, they lost Matthew Chuck. But then they and they lost Sean Monahan. But they bring in Jonathan Huberdeau and Mackenzie Weger. They add Weger to that already stellar defense. They had Huberto do that offense. They did lose some firepower, but they're looking for some younger players to take more of, of an important role and a step up. Um, and they got they've got a uh, Markstrom, yep, Jacob Markstrom as their starter in net. I think this is a very very good hockey team. Um, I don't think they're going to take that big of a step back, even though they lost two of their key f- pieces of firepower. Um, yeah, I think they're again they are definitely a playoff team. And they might even, you know, flirt with me being one of the best teams in the league. So I I think they are very good. And the Battle of Alberta will be much watch, must watch television this season. Yeah. I mean, especially with the addition of Kadri to that mix. um, Oh, I forgot Kadri. Yeah. I mean, 
the the Flames were the team where it was like insert Undertaker gif here, where <laughs> they lost Gaudreau, and then they like it was like oh they lost Matthew Kachuk, and it was like this team is dead. Like the Flames have been extinguished. Um, and then they get Huberdeau, they get Kadri, they get Uyghur, and it's like again insert Undertaker rising from the coffin gif. Um, they're back. They might be better than ever. We don't know yet, but they sure look like it. So. I will rescind my earlier statement. I think it's going to be the the Battle of Alberta will determine who wins the division. So yes. I think one of the two in the Flames or the Oilers will win first and second and vice versa. So for my playoff picture in the Pacific Division, I only have three teams making it. Yep. So that means I'm leaving the remaining five playoff spots. For the Western Conference are coming from the Central Division. So I have the Edmonton Oilers winning division. I think McDavid and Dryson will go on a mission this year, and they're going to go out and flatten and win it. I have Calgary in second, right behind them on the on their tails, and mm-hmm. then I have the LA Kings in third again. This is literally the same top three teams as last year. I'm just switching the order in which Edmonton and Calgary finished. Yeah, yep. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Flames, Oilers, Kings. So you have it the same as last year. Yes. Yep. And that could easily happen. And for all we know, I will say this. If for some reason the Kings falter at all, Vegas could easily jump in that three spot. Very, very easily. I agree. I don't think that with how good the Central is, I just don't see Vancouver making the playoffs again. No. They're close, but they're not there. Close, but no cigar. Exactly. They could be a fish out of water. Oh God! I'm sorry. I'll be here. A lot of a lot of puns tonight. Hey, that's what we're good for. Yep. You know, I'm 31. I I I am a dog dad, so dad True. jokes count. Um, yeah. moving on to the Central Division, <laughs> with a very very bad hockey team that got worse this offseason, if you ask me, and is playing in a college arena at a- at ASU next year, the Arizona Coyotes. 25, 50, and 7. Take, Mastro, take a guess at how bad their goal differential was last year. What's a numerical guess for you? Minus 163. Way too minus, but minus 106. Eh, not too, not too far off. Yeah, uh, that's a couple bad games. Yeah. Uh, this is a very, very bad hockey team. They need to trade Jacob Chikrin, Jacob Chikrin to someone good soon and get assets for him. They're going to be in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes and yep. will honestly probably end up picking Connor Bedard. Um, uh, there's one more team that might be in the running. Yeah, Montreal. Chicago. Chicago, too. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely correct. But we're going to talk about them next. But yeah, Arizona, not very good. They're going to stink. I think the younger players, they are going to love playing at ASU for obvious reasons. But yeah, Coyotes fans, you're in it for a while. There's no future here. Their their best player is Ghost. Yeah. This team is going to be... This team is just going to be a flat-out social experiment in seeing what kind of possible drama goes down with ASU and their arena. I mean... 
the, the these are gonna they're gonna be like the sharks where the best thing about this team is gonna be that they have the Kachina jerseys now as their home and away. Other than that, they're pretty much a flat out embarrassment to the league. You don't have a home arena. You can't even put your logo at center ice. You're well, they're sharing it with of, the, with the ASU logo. Yeah, you're playing in front of what five thousand people. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't think it'll be a packed barn like they're saying it's going no. to be. You could. The the one saving grace is that you could embrace the fact that you're playing in a college arena, have the band playing, um, have like I don't know, do collegey type stuff. Like, um, I've only been to one one or two college hockey games in my day, so. But yeah, the best thing to look at of this team is going to be the jerseys. Other than that, not making the playoffs in the draft lottery, picking top five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all. That's as in the words of Forrest Gump. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Moving on to another team where we where we're not going to have a whole lot to say it is the <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks, who finished seventh in the Central last year, twenty eight, forty two, and twelve with a minus seventy two <laughs> goal differential. Um, they traded away everyone good they had. Taves and Kane have got to be pissed. There's no sense of direction. They're they they are almost as bad as the Flyers with not having a plan. Yep. Um. So I will be I will be shocked if both Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane are still on this team come the trade deadline. The yeah. Blackhawks are in full blown rebuild mode. They are going to suck for a while. They are going to, again, be in the Bedard sweepstakes, and they just stink. Yeah, I mean, if there's a couple words that I could say to sum up their their offseason, it was sell and tank. Um, they sold, I mean, they got rid of uh, DeBrinkett. They got rid of, who else? Um, Kirby Doc. Kirby Doc. They got rid of other guys. Those were the two most notable runs that they got rid of. But, I mean, they just were offloading guys left and right, especially with the draft. Um, and Seth Jones last year was not good for them. Yeah. Seth we Jones all thought is, he was going to be good, and he was he, not He good. took a step back. I'm in agreement that I think Kane and Taze will be gone come the trade deadline. And this team, again, will be up there in the, the ping pong machine. So, not making the playoffs. I don't even think they're going to win 25 games. They only won 20. Arizona won 25 games last year. Oh, all right. Uh-huh. I'll put them at 29. Okay. So one win better than last year. Positivity, yes. folks. Yeah. So, but yeah, Blackhawks not making the playoffs in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. On to the next one. To, to, to summarize the Arizona Coyotes and the Chicago Blackhawks, three words. From a great Dr. Seuss song, Your Amiibo, Mr. Grinch. Stink, stank, and stunk. Yep. So, moving on to the number six finished team, the Winnipeg Jets, who went 39, 32, and 11 for 89 points with a minus five goal differential. They have a great goaltender, but the rest of the team hates each other. They are not going to make the playoffs. They have a lot of good pieces, but until they can get their chemistry figured out, they ain't going anywhere. And their defense worries me. But I love Connor Hellebuck. 
Yeah, I think they're not. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. They have good names, but like you said, they don't have the chemistry. The word they stripped the C from uh, from uh, Blake Wheeler. Yep. Yeah. So I think again, just based off of what's going on in the locker room, the locker room vibes, not gonna make the playoffs. Hellebuck, good goalie, could be looking for another team down the road here. Who knows? But not gonna really pay attention to the Jets, and um, don't think they're gonna be anything too special. Nope. Moving on to your Smashville, Mastro. The Nashville Predators Hell yeah. finished in fifth place, made the playoffs last year, 45-30-7, good for 97 points, and a plus-14 goal differential. They are a good hockey team. I don't think they're great in the league yet, but they have one of the best defensemen in the league in Roman Yossi. Matias Alcombe ain't far behind him. And they've got great pieces on offense. And I like their goaltending. I think Saros is a great starter goaltender. And they got Askarov over from Russia, who's their future number one, I would think, with how high they picked them. I think they're good. I think they're a playoff team yet again. And I will, I'm will. i actually going to have them finish one spot higher than I did last year when we do our playoff ranking. But I think they're a good team. They're a playoff team. I don't call them a cup contender just yet, but they're good. And they will be in the playoffs. So do you have them third in the division? I'll, uh, I, uh, cause it's either their top three or they're the wild card. And they were a wild card last year. Yeah. I'm going to ponder on that, <laughs> but I, I could see them cracking the top three. Yeah. All right. I think there's definitely going to be Oh, Dante hockey. Fabra, too. He's phenomenal. There's definitely going to be playoff hockey in the Music City again. Um, I think they're going to make the top three because I have another team who I think is going to take a step back and make the wild card in the West. Um, mm, mm. So, um, I got you. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is a good team. They, they had a little bit of a shaky start last season, um, and then they came back. They resurged. And then they, I mean, you run into the the buzzsaw of the Avalanche. They oh, get swept yeah. right out of and, the playoffs. You have your starting goalie go down, no chance. Yeah. So, um, no. but I mean, and they're like, for time's sake, they're playing the Sharks in Prague tomorrow and Saturday to open the regular season, which will be fun. So tune into those. But we probably won't have time to go over that tonight. So same time as the Phillies tomorrow. Yeah, but um, they're a good team. There's going to be playoff hockey in Smashville. I was just there a couple weeks ago. I was, the Bridgestone Arena was right there, and I was like, I need to go back to a game there because it is electric. It's on my the, bucket list. It's on my hockey bucket in that, list. In enemy, I mean, I've only been to four NHL arenas, but the atmosphere in there is unmatched so far. So, um, But a playoff atmosphere would be in, insane. Um, I mean, playoff hockey anywhere is awesome. But yeah. Smashville, we're going back to the playoffs, and I think they're going to be top three in the division. Moving on next to the Dallas Stars. Finished the record with 46-30-6 for 98 points. They did have a minus eight goal differential, so not good on that front. Um, I still think they're a playoff team. I like their offense. I like their defense. Love their goaltending. Jake Ottinger is a stud. Um, 
So I think that they, again, are a playoff team, um, but I do have them staying in the wild card. But I think they are going to be a good hockey team again this season. Yep. Yeah, I think um, they're going to be a wild card team as well. And then, uh, I mean, I think Ottinger is just, I mean, he's the real deal. He he played his ass off in those seven games against the Flames last, uh, in the playoffs this past season. So, um, and they're a good team too. So, like you said, Dave, um, back in the playoffs, back in the wild card spot. Um, and hopefully they don't use those Monster Energy jerseys too much. Oh, God, I hope not. Um, <laughs> and they just signed Jason Robertson to a deal. Oh, so. and he's the future of their offense. Yes. So I would like to see more. I I want to see more out of Dennis Gurionov. Yes. He's either really good or really bad. Typical Russian forward. He needs to be really good. So. And they have my uh, man R- Rope Hints, as I call him. Rupe Hints. Instead of Rupe. I call him I Rupe. I hope my wife hears that. Rupe Hints. I love saying <laughs> that Rupe Hints is named so I can roll my R's. Um, but, you know, they, they're they're a good team. They have um, some good names on their team, too. I mean, they have. I don't like their. And, yeah. They're, they they don't they got rid of Rick Bonus, so coaching's not a problem anymore. Yeah, they have um, shit. Who's their coach? Who's their coach? We're gonna have to go over that again next time. All these coaching yeah. carousels. It's fine. They got rid of Rick Bonus, who I do not like as a head coach. So yes, that's a positive. Moving on to the three seed, the St. Louis Blues, who finished last year forty nine twenty two and eleven, good for a hundred and nine points. And had a goal differential of plus 69. Very nice. Um, <laughs> they are a good, solid hockey team. They are getting a bit old, though. Um, not a big fan of their goaltending. I don't think Jordan Bennington's an elite goaltender, and he's kind of an asshole. And they got rid of Billy Huso. And I don't think they make the playoffs last year unless they had Huso during the regular season. So... Th- I had them as a question mark. I they do get it in the playoffs as a wild card, but I'm worried about their offense and their goaltending and their age. So who are your two wild cards in the West right now? St. Louis and Dallas. Gotcha. I think I'm going to go that same exact um, lineup. I think St. Louis is going to take a step back. I think they're getting a little bit older. I don't think Jordan Bennington is the real deal, as we say. Plus, like you said, Dave, he seems like kind of a dickhead. Um, seems. There's plenty of evidence he is a dickhead. True. So, um, plus, I don't know what happened to Tarasenko, but I guess he doesn't want to get traded anymore, apparently. Um, so, that was for nothing. Thanks for the drama there, Vlad. But, um, yeah, I mean, they lost really Huso. Again, like you said, I don't think they get to the playoffs without Huso. And then, obviously, Bennington gets hurt. So, sorry. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, this time last year, the it seemed like they wanted to blow up the roster, and now they're like, oh, we're friends again. Like, we're going to yeah. win another cup. And it's like, uh, you're not really getting too good there. I mean, they did lose Krug, too. So I also hate Robert Bortuzzo. Where's um, Krug? Isn't he still on the Blues? Well, they, he was injured, I meant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I do not like Robert Bertuzzo at all. I think he's also a dickhead. Um, So, you know, don't really like I'm not really the biggest blues guy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I I like Shannon, like Ryan O'Reilly. They have some good names, but 
Jordan Cairo. Cairo. I don't think Cairo's that like the the guy. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm maybe I'll eat my words. That's fine. St. Louis barbecue's good. So, um, I mean, I like Colton Perenko. Yeah, I like Perenko. But again, I think this time last year we were talking about oh the Blues want us like fire sale everyone and now they're yeah. all suddenly friends and they're it's Gloria days all over again like let's pump the brakes like <laughs> you're not as good as you used to be here so um, I think they take a step back and they're my second wild card and they still make the playoffs St Louis cool jerseys but I don't really pay attention to them too much so. Thumbs up, St. Louis. There we go. Moving on to the second team in the Western in in the, in the Central uh, Division, the Minnesota Wild finished 53-22 and seven for 113 points last year, with a plus 57 goal differential. This is a good hockey team. Um, trying to think on who is their goaltender right now. Flurry. That's right. They got Flurry last year. Flurry, Mark Andre, uh, Philip Gustafson. Yes. Okay. So they've got some. Their goaltending's good. They got some good players on defense. Um. I just I like their offense a lot. You know, Krill the thrill. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. I think they're still a top three team in this division. I just don't see them finishing number second in, in second. Overall, they definitely are a playoff team, obviously, but they're not um, they're not going to be as good as they were last year. Yeah. Yeah. I think, again, they're they're going to finish second in the league or not in the league. Sorry, in the division behind. I mean, spoiler alert, the Avalanche are in the central. So um, but they're a good team. Flurries, again, has been a solid goaltender his whole career, has had a resurgence ever since he left left Pittsburgh. So good defense, good offense, good goaltending. That gets you places. Minnesota's going places. They're going back to the playoffs, and I think they're going to be second in the Central. Moving on to the <laughs> creme de la creme. We don't have to spend too much time on this the one. The reigning Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche. 56-19-7 for 119 points. A plus 78 goal differential. They did lose Darcy Kemper, who was not very good in the playoffs. They bring in the young um, Russian goalie from the Rangers, Gorgiev, to be in tandem with Pavel Francis. I mean, the Kale McCarr, Sam Gerrard, Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landis-Gog, Miko Rantanen, Alex Newhook. They did lose Nazim Kadri, of course. But, I mean, this team is just stacked and loaded for years to come. Nathan McKinnon's got a new contract that'll make him the highest-paid player in the entire league next season. I mean, this team is just what isn't there to love about them? I think they found their future goaltender of the future for in Gorgiev. I really do. Future I think goaltender he, of the future. <laughs> well, I know what you're saying. I mean, he, of, of their of their franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I really like Pavel Francis as as a backup option. And I mean, Kale McCarr, he's going to be in top five in league scoring as a defenseman. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm just going to go out and say it. they're they're good. They can have a forward and a defenseman in top five in scoring, and I wouldn't be shocked at all. They are easily walking away with this division yet again. I think they're going to win the President's Trophy. They are the Stanley Cup favorite. 
And hell, they could win the damn thing all over again. They are that good. I don't think they, uh, they did not lose much to me. Darcy Kemper was not great in the playoffs. They no, won. I wasn't three. saying that. I was when you mentioned the President's Trophy. I was like, I don't know if they want to do that. Oh, I, I mean, to, true. They have, to, they have to break that stigma. They'll be a contender for the President's Trophy. Who won the President's Trophy last year? Florida. Oh, they ain't gonna be that good again. They, Colorado will be. <laughs> they're gonna finish first overall in the Western Conference standings overall. They're gonna win the Central. They're a cup contender, and they're a President's Trophy favorite. They're going to be damn good yet again. They are easily the best team in the entire Western Conference. Yeah. Um, Plain and simple, to be the champs, you got to be the champs. These guys were the champs by far last year, and they showed everyone why. They're still They demolished people in the playoffs. Yeah. um, I mean, Kale McCarr alone has been called the second coming of Bobby Orr, Nate McKinnon. The Nate dog's hungry, and I don't think one cup is going to satisfy him. No. I mean, there's an avalanche coming. That's all you can say. It, it's it's still here. It never yeah. left. I was going to say, it's just going to keep rolling. And this team, as far as we're concerned, they have not shown any signs of slowing down. And, again, to be the champs, you got to beat the champs. They're going to be – this is going to be our one F-bomb. They're going to be fucking hard to beat. Yes. So – and they're yes. going to be another F bomb. They're going to be fun. Yes. They are going to be capital fun, all capitals, F U N. Like oh, yeah. they're a very, very good hockey team. Yep. There's a reason why I was rooting for them in the playoffs because they made me enjoy watching hockey last year. I was going to say, you, you just can't help but be excited by how good they were. And, and I got, and the, yeah, go on. Sorry. So, no, I was going to say, I mean, even to go that series that against the. The Lightning in the Cup Final was one of the best Cup Finals in recent years that I can think of. Awesome. It sure as hell made up for the one against Montreal. And and Dallas. And Yeah. So, um, I mean, again, Cup favorites, President's Trophy favorites, everything favorites for individual players, if you think so, too. Like, this team is on a skyrocket right now, and that rocket, again, is not going to slow down anytime soon. Yep. We so, can't emphasize anymore how good this team is. They're the, they are the best team in the entire – if they don't win the playoff, if, if they don't win the President's Trophy, they are still the best team in the entire National Hockey League. Like, yeah. no one even come, no one sniffs close to them. Yep. They're that well, the, good. I think it was the 2015 Blackhawks were the last President's Trophy winning team to win the Cup. The Florida Panthers, obviously, they won the first round and got swept in the second round. The Panthers stink, that's why. So, but I'm biased in my hate towards them. But uh, any hoodles. <sighs> so, for my playoff teams rankings in the Central Division, yes. we got Colorado one, got Nashville two, oh, Minnesota three, and I've got Dallas four. I think St. Louis falls to five. They just make the playoffs. Those are my five teams. So to holler out my old Western Conference picture, I've got Colorado, Nashville, Minnesota, Edmonton, Calgary, and L.A. as my top three in each division. Two wild cards, the Dallas Stars and and the St. Louis Blues. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I've got pretty much the same Pacific division. I've got the Oilers, the Flames, one of those two in the one and two. Three, I've got the Kings and then... 
the Central, I've got Colorado winning the division. Second place, I've got Minnesota. Nashville, I've got the third place. And then the two wild cards for the conference, um, St. Louis and Dallas. So There you go. Lock it in. Um, like you said, Dave, we'll write these down and we'll just keep them somewhere in our notes app and we'll we'll come back later in the season and see how well we did. We'll either laugh at ourselves and go, I can't believe I thought that was the case. But man, we're geniuses. Yep. I'm leaning but, towards we're geniuses. Just I'm just that's where I'm leaning, you know? I, I mean I think these teams that we've picked, they're 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 all good teams and they really they're gonna they're still good if not yeah. better, and they're just going to kind of stay right where they're at if anything, they maybe move up or down one spot. I'm not making any dumb takes like I did last year where I said the, where the Chicago Blackhawks were going to be relevant again, where I was like, oh, they got Marc-Andre Fleury and Seth yeah. Jones. They're going to be so good, and they were awful. And I yeah. hated myself for making that prediction last year. I think so none of that off, this year. Yeah. I was all I think, business. I think after this offseason, we know where most of the league stands, which yes. is good, as opposed to what last season, preseason brought. So um, we're we're in good hands, like Allstate. No free ads. No free ads. Unless they want to sponsor the podcast, of course. True. But with that, um, do we want to touch on around the league? We already are at an hour and fifth hour and 16 minutes this week so we are Um, already we're on the long haul i mean what i'll say is again if you didn't hear me earlier just plug it the sharks and the predators are playing a two regular season games in prague at the o2 arena the flyers did play there a couple years ago um they will technically open the 2022-23 regular season um but the Again, like I said earlier in the podcast, the main event, so to speak, doesn't start until Tuesday with the two games on ESPN. But these games will count. They are on tomorrow at tomorrow and Saturday at 2 o'clock Eastern on NHL Network. Um, so tune in. It's going to be real hockey. So it's going to be something to watch. Um, I might dual screen it tomorrow with the Phillies on the big screen and the, the Preds and the Sharks on my mini TV. So You might have to do it. I mean – Hockey's back. We got, as of now, we have hockey, football. The Eagles are fucking 4-0. Sorry, I cursed again. Hey, um, go go Birds. It's, it's but, fine. Yeah. Um, the Phillies are in the playoffs. I think I said that already. Hockey's First about time to start. In years, I, am, I, am, I am hype about the Phillies. Let me it is you. a very good time to be a sports fan. And it is also, by the grace of God, it is a good time to be a Philadelphia. Well, a, a a good time to be an Eagles and a Phillies fan. Um, the Sixers don't know much about them. I think they're still going to be good. Again, the Flyers roll the dice. Um, so, See what happens. But and the Union, hell yeah! So sports are exciting. It's exciting times. Hockey is technically back tomorrow. So yeah, and we will up. be. I'm I'm very excited. It's the best. This is the best time of year when you have all four major sports and five. If you want to include soccer in the mix, I feel like you have to, or else I'm gonna get in trouble. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. You get all the big sports on at the same time, and yeah, it's just really great. Next week we'll be back with our Eastern Conference preview, and of course our preview as to where we think the Flyers will do. Um, I think everyone knows where we're probably gonna put them, but we'll say that for next week. Um, we have a lot to digest and think about going into next week. And um, 
everyone, Master, I've got nothing else for tonight. No, I'm I'm all tapped out. So with that, we will see everyone next week. Good night. Good hockey. Go birds. Ring the bell. Phillies are beating the Cardinals. We'll know for sure next week. Let's go. Everyone enjoy it. We'll see you then.